Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to The Mentor. I'm Mark Boris. In this episode, I'm talking all things about Facebook and Instagram. Now, they are huge social media platforms. We all know that. But most importantly, they can be really useful tools for small businesses for their marketing and to help increase sales. So I'm joined by Alexandra Sloan. Now, she is the Australian Head of Marketing at Facebook and Instagram. I'll ask Alex some of the questions that business owners have when it comes to how they can best use Facebook and Instagram and how they can make it enhance their businesses. And I'm going to talk to you about all the tools that many of us have never even heard about and where they offered within the Facebook and Instagram sites. And then in the second half of the show, and I'm not going to tell Alexandra about this, we're also joined by Julie Mathers. Now, Julie is the founder of Australia's largest online store for vegan and cruelty-free products called Flora and Fauna. The website's called Flora and Fauna. Now, Julie has built a big global audience by using Facebook and Instagram, and it's played a huge part in the success of her business. So I'm going to ask her, how'd she do it? How can it help you, the listener, and how can it help your small business have a better go at it? So let's get into it. Alexandra Sloan, welcome to The Mentor. Thank you for having me, Mark. Now, from my point of view and from people I speak to, everybody would think that this is the like the total dream job, head of marketing at, at uh, Facebook and all its uh, platforms and apps, including Instagram, et cetera. Um, like it must be one of the coolest places in the world to work. I can't disagree with that. Um, I really do skip to work every day. Um, and I think the reason for that is because of the culture. So you probably hear little snippets about what it's like um, and it's not kind of the, the tech company perks that that kind of cliche that takes me there it's more about the environment that is all about constantly learning um failing fast um an environment that really encourages people to be quite entrepreneurial within their roles uh and and the people does that does that go right through the business like let's say um i'm a graduate and um i've graduated from some relevant degree or some relevant um study and you've just employed me, not necessarily in marketing, but in some other part of the business, any part of the business, mm-hmm. do I get encouraged to come up with ideas? I mean, am I sitting around on a beanbag um, with really cool clothes on and a <laughs> pair of sneakers? Is that, is that, is that the deal? Uh, not, not the beanbag so much, uh, but, but definitely. So we talk a lot about how it's a values-based company and we have our core values and 
Um, you know, one of those is focus on impact. And so the way that we hire is that we're hiring you for the skills that you bring rather than hiring someone to kind of do the same thing again. Uh, and so, yes, everyone there is encouraged to have a voice and to approach problems in a different way. And yeah, we talk about cognitive diversity. So that kind of plays out into the type of hiring that we do to make sure we're representing different points of view. And, and, and Okay. Cognitive diversity. That's mm. interesting. And do you, and, and in terms of, and I know it's not necessarily your call, but I mean, mm. you know, the policy of the business in terms of like, let's say I'm a parent and my child is, you know, just graduated or just about to graduate mm. or whatever. And, uh, and I was suggesting my kid that they should go and work at Facebook, Instagram, or one mm-hmm. of the one of the part of one of your platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, would you would you say to me as a parent, Mark, um, it's a great place to go and work because you know we develop them in lots of ways. We help advance individuals. I mean, is that is that part of Facebook's thing? I think you know Facebook is really clever in that they recognise the number one you know, asset that we have as people. So there's a lot of training and development and support for people to kind of be their best selves. But also I, I, I feel really grateful for the culture that we have that is about um, encouraging people to live the most fulfilled life that they can outside of work as well because there's a recognition that when people are happy and firing on all cylinders, whether it's through family or fitness or community work, that they actually do their best work when so they come to the So you must have the coolest Christmas party of all time. <laughs> You know, what I say, <laughs> you know what I say. That's uh, it's, it's, because of the people. Yeah, yeah, totally. To, no, totally. So uh, now, give me a bit of the history of Facebook in Australia. And I, I guess every time I speak about Facebook, I'm talking yeah. about Instagram, and everything else. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Facebook in Australia. Yeah, look, we um we've been around for over ten years in Australia. Um, it's been a hugely um a fast growing platform, not just Facebook, the blue app, but Instagram as well. So uh, currently we have 16 million people on or Aussies on Facebook and Instagram is growing at an exponential rate. Um, We just launched Instagram stories just over 12 months ago and today Aussies create over 1 million stories every single day. Wow. Um, So, you know, there's an appetite for people to be consuming uh, content on mobile and also to be creating it and we're just watching the behavior and and really fostering the the things that communities want to want to do. And what's your background? So you're obviously an Aussie, so we don't yes. have an American head of marketing here. No. We've got an Australian. So where where did you come from? Yeah, I uh, well actually started in advertising agencies in Sydney, and I worked here on uh, clients like Toyota and Telstra, and then I moved overseas to New York um, with the ad agency I was with, YNR, and I was there for five years, and then I moved back after my son was born and joined Facebook about five years ago. And uh, as I said earlier, for you it must be like, uh, wow, I've landed the best job in the world. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Yeah. it is. It absolutely is. And it's not just because of um, the the Christmas party or the culture, um, but also it it really is a mission-based company and everyone comes to work feeling pretty – pretty feeling like they contribute to this this mission about bringing the world closer together and giving people the power to build community so whether that's through SMBs or whether you're the IT help desk guy it's um everyone feels like they're a part of something bigger so that, that that's the mission the mission is to build build communities and sub communities within the larger community across the world mm-hmm. that's facebook and instagram's mission yep yep and that's that's 
I mean, I talk about big ideas, God. Um, that is that is huge, mm-hmm. um, and that sort of takes me to um, the small business sort of part of our show because every small business in this country, probably every small business in the world, wants to have a broader community in which to sell um, and or just educate or and or just share. So let's put aside individuals who use Facebook and mm-hmm. you know the personal stuff and mm-hmm. um, Instagram for personal stuff. Um, just, just just look at small business community now. I guess in order for Facebook and or Instagram to be relevant in the small business community's mind, you've got to keep coming up with new ways that the small business community can converse and interact in terms of tools. Mm-hmm. So. I guess what I want to talk to you about today is um, how does our audience, the audience that listens to this show, the small business community, um, how do they, how the, the, what are the sorts of ways that best work for them to access the tools within Facebook and Instagram to build their business community and hopefully to sell into that business community? And and I, I'm going to hit you with a surprise here. But so if I said to you today. Alexandra, you and I are going to go into business together, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> and I don't want to pick fashion. Let's pick, let's pick um, a, a good. So we're not talking about services; we're talking about a product. Let's mm-hmm. pick um, something that is uh, eco-friendly, and uh, let's pick uh, um, you know bags, uh, scarves, uh, makeup, mm-hmm. blah blah, and maybe we we'll just say it's probably more mm-hmm. female. Directed, but yeah. How would how would what are the, some of the ways that um you as being because I'm going to partnership with you because you're the you're the expert on marketing okay We're using digital mm. um me I'm just the guy who's going to fund it and uh, and I can make sure people work hard and uh, etc and I'll find investors down the track and together we've got this great idea and this happens all the time yeah. I can't go and advertise on television because it's too too expensive. I can't go and advertise in the newspaper because it's too expensive. I can't go and advertise on radio, even though I'm sitting in a radio studio, because it's too expensive. But everyone keeps telling me, oh, Mark, you should be using digital app marketing, digital advertising. Where would you start? Where will we start? I mean, obviously, we've got to create a website, but how will we start? Would you put me on Instagram first? Would you put us our product on Instagram? Would you put us on Facebook? Both? Only one? Where would you start? Yeah, look, I um, this has gotten me really excited because I actually think this is a really exciting time for small businesses. Um, so you've got an idea and I, I truly believe that technology is an equaliser and more so than ever before, we've kind of levelled the playing field with these digital platforms because regardless of your business size, whether you're day one, you know, year three, uh, regardless of where you're located, whether you're in a big city or in a regional area, you can now create an online presence at little to no cost. So I would set up a Facebook page. I would set up an Instagram page or profile. Um, and then you can, I mean, there are a ton of tools which I can I can share with you about educating yourself. And there are things that we've built for small businesses to make sure that they and their teams um, know what they're doing when they start to start to test the waters. But First of all, establishing an online presence. And then I, I talk about this quite a bit, which, which is that every small business has a business strategy and every marketing strategy should be in service of that. 
And so really understanding what your brand is all about. I think, you know, social platforms offer an opportunity to, to deliver a more personal narrative, um, whether that's through formats like Instagram stories that are a little more real time, um, unfiltered, behind the scenes, uh, through to, you know, Facebook and if you wanted to advertising to promote a product or drive traffic to a website. Um, but I always make the point that sometimes businesses can focus on likes and engagement on posts. Um, uh, and I think credibility is really important, but at the end of the day, you're running a business. And so marketing should always be in service of the business strategy. And, um, you know, you should ha- hold your kind of Facebook or Instagram activities to the same to the same um, goals and objectives and outcomes that you would any other marketing channel. So, so would I, but I would I because my my mm. instinct is to say, okay, Alexandra, let's uh, let's build let's build people following us. Let's 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 build our audience. I don't mm-hmm. know if there's such a word. I mean, if that's the word you would use, but let's 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 start to build an audience. Um, do I do it through educating people about? what it is we are selling. I mean, to tell them why we think these eco-friendly products is the way the world should be going or is it, am I telling them about the price of my, am mm. I trying to attract my audience through price or, yeah. do, or do I build, or as you just said, do we build our strategy? We say we're about product, in other words, eco-friendly product, our price and where do you find it? Because many years ago, Kerry Packer said to me, and because many, many, many years ago, um, when I was uh, involved with an, uh, I, I had the wizard business and an advertising agency came to us and they started saying to us, oh, you've got to do all these weird advertising um, programs. And uh, they, were, they were totally weird. Like there was, they, they certainly got there to get your attention. Kerry grabbed me, pulled me in the office and he said, listen, son, he said, I don't care about all that shit. He said, the only thing I'm interested in you doing is telling him what your product did, what your product is, how much it is. And where do I get it? We didn't even have websites in those days. So it was a phone number and it was one of those 1-800 numbers or something like that. But he said, you just look straight down the camera and you tell them. He said, don't do anything fancy, nothing like that. Mm. So basically what he's saying is product, price and where or how to how to execute. Um, is that, still, is that um, uh, strategy still maintained but you use your platforms to do it? Is that... I'm a brand marketer from way back, so I think it's really important to tell your your company's story. Um, and so if it's all about, you know, being eco-friendly, uh, core, you know, core to Facebook and our platforms is about building these communities as we talked about. And so it's 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 exactly the right place to be to find your kind of tribe or your people who are really passionate because people are coming together, whether it's in groups or um, around companies or individuals to share in their their passions, and one of those is clearly um, eco, being eco friendly and sustainable. And so, I think it's the perfect place to tell your story because people more and more are choosing to spend money with brands that align with their values. We're we're seeing that trend generally that brands are actually being built these days based on customer experience. And values alignment, and so. Can it, I just say, what do you mean by that? So the experience a customer has, and they tell somebody else. In other words, it was a really good experience. I bought this thing; it arrived on time. It fit. It was the right color. Mm-hmm. It was what I. It is mm-hmm. what I thought it would be mm-hmm. when I saw the photo. Is that what the experience is? That, or, or if you think about um, the business models that have disrupted, 
existing products or services and just made life a little more seamless and the delight in how convenient that is, how um, frictionless that is, is actually something that we're seeing as driving um, brand love. Because we hear about, you hear about, I hear about, and lots of people hear about this, uh, this, this customer experience, but that's a bit part of the vernacular of um, marketing experts mm-hmm. and um, people who are, you know, more experienced in this area. So mm-hmm. um, that customer experience part is very important for our listeners to hear, sure. to understand a little bit what you mean by that. What is yep. the best practice in terms of, or the best understanding of what a good customer experience is? Mm-hmm. What, what do you think it is? So I think it can either be delivered, as you say, through the the way that a product or service is designed. So if you think about Uber and the way that that has made getting around easier, so a a complete rethinking of of something that already exists, or it can be, um, to your point before, the way that a business engages with customers. So we're actually seeing that um, 60% of Aussies are actually contacting businesses on Facebook Messenger rather than emailing or calling. Why is that? I think it's a behaviour that's natural these days and um, and we're actually seeing that it's it's reducing kind of customer service um, labour in a lot of cases for the businesses as well. So it's it's kind of a win-win for, for customers and for businesses. Um, so to your point, I think customer experience can be improved either through the product or service that you're innovating or through the way that you handle, you know, sales or after sales. And what was the other thing you, we say customer experience uh, and what was Our it? values alignment. Values. Okay. So yeah. when you mean, when you say values alignment, mm. we're obviously talking about an eco-friendly product here, which is sort of, um, uh, in terms of values, it's about, mm. um, sustainability, mm. being more conscious of, you know, how we live our lives and, and having a more sustainable future mm. as a result of living our lives a, a way, which is, um, uh, not just talked about, but we're actually living it. In other words, we're not just talking shit. We're actually doing something about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, how do I tell people about my values or our, how do we tell people about our yeah. values in our, our new venture? Well, as I said before, I think it's such a wonderful time to be able to tell these more personal narratives. People want that really genuine, authentic, um, behind the scenes look at, at the, the places that they're spending their money. And so, you know, I think, you know, content is king still and people are consuming mobile video more and more. So I think, you know, video of the people behind the company, um, information on how the products are sourced or manufactured, telling that full story, especially when it is a very values-based Okay, is there a time limit on this? Like what's the the consumption time? So we're talking about sure. 20 seconds or? Yeah. Look, I, I'll get really practical here. I think, um, and we can all relate to it in terms of the way that we use our mobile phones. So there are, there are moments when you might be sitting on your couch and you're going to watch a longer form video. Uh, but if you think about reaching new customers or connecting with a new audience, you really need to grab their attention. So we talk about thumb stopping content quite a bit. So whether you thumb stopping content, yeah. right? Uh? So if you think about, you know, you're in line at the at the coffee shop yep. and you're scrolling through, and you know, maybe it's Facebook and you're seeing what your family and friends have been up to. Um, you know, what's what's that image going to be uh, or video? Um, by 2020, 75% of mobile traffic will be video. Um, and we can get into that in more detail. But what's that piece of content that's going to make you stop and pay attention um, is really key. So I think thinking about the the kind of first two seconds of what's going to be attention grabbing for your audience. First um, two seconds. Is, yeah, 
just hit them with the the message and the and the um and the brand that you need to convey right up front. And then there's always opportunity to have longer form videos housed on your page so that people can go and learn more. Right. And you can start to build that community around the longer stories. Because right, I mean, we, we had a podcast here with a, what were they, a Koala Mattresses? Uh, mm. and, uh, and they've built themselves a good community and I think they've done it through you guys. Yep. Do you know these guys? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And, uh, and uh, I, I presume they've built the community off the back of telling the story. I mean, uh, I've actually got one of these mattresses. I gave it to Nick, my son Nick, because he needed a king-size mattress because he moved out of home. <laughs> and uh, I gave it to him. He's quite happy about it. Um, but and it came rolled up in a small box. And what was fascinating to me is they said, "Would you like one?" I said, "Well, I'm, you know, I've got a bed, but like I'm happy to try it." Mm. And within one day, it arrived, pre-packed in a box, which mm. I couldn't believe. It. There's a mattress was in a box that I could carry under my arm, mm-hmm. um, and it's you know maybe two meters high by two hundred centimeters mm-hmm. wide. That's square. So like the packaging was ridiculous. It arrived really quickly, um, and then when you un- un- when you when you undo it, the whole mattress just sort of mm. appears in front of you. Like it's re- it's like someone's th- you throw a bit of water and it just comes to life, and it's very comfortable. Um, how would they? I mean, do do you know how they use your various platforms? Do you- yeah, I mean, they they um they have built an incredible community, as you say, on, on our platforms and um that you know they're kind of one of our shining examples of of a company that has not just innovated um as you mentioned with the experience the customer experience yep. of that product arriving and and the way that you can order a mattress direct um so they've really innovated around around that but also they've they've taken the you know innovative mindset to their marketing as well and be, not been afraid to test what works and I think that's that's really important for um, small businesses of all sizes is to just experiment and see what kind of content is working with your community and then scale from there. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're one of Because you've got time our... on – it's not like you're spending $20,000 on a 30-second ad on television and if you stuff it, mm. you're gone mm. because you just, just, mm-hmm. you just blew twenty grand. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to think about it as much. You don't have to make as much judgment before you try something. You make the judgment after you try it. That's a big advantage of these platforms. It is. And I think the um, the some of the feedback that we get is that it's a bit scary to go and create content and then see how it, how it works. Um, but there are so many tools that we've actually – there's a, there's a, um, a list of mobile apps that we've kind of curated for small businesses to go and download. They're not ours. Um, to create content on their mobile phones. So if, where do I find that? It's called Mobile Studio. So mobile Facebook Studio. Mobile Studio. And we've just pulled together a bunch of apps that, you know, can turn still images to into, you know, engaging video content. Um, you know, lots of kind of photo editing tools or video editing tools. So you can capture, edit, enhance content right from your phone and then that becomes less daunting to kind of put that out there in the world see if it works if it doesn't move on and go with what does and, and how do I know if it works so what would I expect to see I, <clears throat> I think it depends on um, what your marketing objective is and whether you're um, doing advertising or whether you're just doing an organic kind of page um, strategy but pretty soon you can see you know whether you get more engagement on some content um, over others and um, certainly with, with advertising, you can be, you know, 
setting up your objectives to drive website traffic or drive video views, whatever it's, is important to you. Um, again, back to aligning with your business strategy and then what's performing best against that business outcome. Because I mean, I get people tell me that <clears throat> they've used Facebook. There's a guy, I mean, I, I'm not going to say his name because he sort of competes with us a bit, but um, I, but I, I, I follow him on Instagram because I follow my competitors so to see what okay. they're doing. And then I flick it over to my team, D's over here, and I flick it over to my team and say, how come they're doing this and why are we doing this type of thing? Mm. <laughs> D gets it every now and then. But, um, but I saw one thing that one of those guys said that, I don't know if it's true or not, but he earned, he's actually going to hold a seminar but um, ha- as to how he did it, but mm. he's got clients who, who increase their revenue to $10 million in a very short period by using Facebook. And then he, he sort of cited a number of other examples of it. Mm. Um, are, are you are you experiencing at Facebook, are you experiencing these same sorts of stories that people actually, is it real? I mean, I mean, can you actually re- increase your revenues by such large amounts? Yeah. Because um, it sounds ridiculously the, the short, phenomenal. The short answer is yes. So we're seeing, um, you know, some incredible stories like High Smile is, is a great example mm. Um, they tell us about high school. I will. Um, so it's uh, two two young guys, Nick and Alex, um, up in the Gold Coast, and we'll come back to the Gold Coast as well. Um, but they really their whole mission, and it's it's really impressive, is to to disrupt the bathroom. And they started with um, teeth whitening. So they developed this device that that whitens teeth and um, used Instagram uh, advertising to reach a global audience from day one. And uh, we actually did a report with PwC recently, and that was one of the trends that we're seeing, which I find so exciting, which is Australian businesses are now born global. So it used to be that you would have to kind of saturate the market domestically, and then if you wanted to grow any further, you would have to then think about um, overseas markets. But it's a really interesting insight is that now – Small businesses, regardless of location, regardless of size, have access to customers that were previously unreachable, and uh, globally, globally, mm. exactly. So you know, high smile, um, you know, reach millions of people, particularly in the US, but in other markets as well. Um, another example is actually carbon cocoa, which are a charcoal toothpaste. They recently ran a campaign on Instagram stories and they reached, I think it was 37.8 million people um, across the US and Australia. So From, from Australia? Yeah, mm. from Australia. So we are seeing these stories. Um, but why, why do you think they did I – mean, What I mean, obviously the platform can mm. reach the whole world. Mm. Facebook and, and Instagram can reach the whole world. But what is it in particular for – what was it called? Carbon Carbon cocoa, cocoa yeah. What was it in relation to this um, charcoal-based toothpaste? Yeah sort of hit the mark? Is it because it's novel or? Uh, yeah, I think Carbon Cocoa are really good at telling their story in short form video. So the the product proposition is front and centre. As I mentioned, the first two seconds grab your attention. It's a black toothpaste. Yeah, yeah. I've um, seen it. It's unbelievable. Yeah. How, how does it work? But whatever. <laughs> that, well, that's the first thing I thought. Yeah. Uh, so I think the content was, was right. So and it's counterintuitive. It's sort of the opposite to what you expect. Mm-hmm. And I think also really clever targeting comes into play here. So finding the people. And how do you use Facebook to do that? 
So, but don't tell me. Tell me about the algorithm. Everyone's know about the algorithm, but you're not going to tell me. But how, how does Facebook do it? Yeah, how like, do you? I use Facebook to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think um, I'd like I'd love to do a bit of a plug for our Blueprint e-learning platform, which is where you should go to kind of whether it's setting up a page right through to pretty heavy duty performance marketing. So tell me what that is. Sales. So I'm 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 a first time. Mm-hmm. I, I want to build my business out on th- using Facebook platform. Yeah. What do I, and I don't know how to do it. So and I, I don't. I really don't have money to employ an expert. Yep. So I go to what? Facebook.com yep. forward slash blueprint. Yep. It's completely free e-learning. You can do it from any device, self-paced. Um, it's open to absolutely anyone. Right. And what is it going to take me through? What sort of program is it going so to be? So you tutorial? can, like I said, you can go from 101, setting up a page for your business, right through to, you know, best practice for content, through to how to use targeting tools, if you wanted to start advertising, how to set that all up, how to test, so how to A-B test and see what's working, right through to, you know, for bigger brands, brand advertising, or for these smaller brands who are trying to drive product sales, quite sophisticated performance marketing. And you're getting you're getting um, uh, high usage of this Blueprint. Yeah, it's a global platform yep. and it's particularly helpful for SMBs uh, who might not, as you say, be able to employ agencies. I, I presume it's sort of just in, quite an intuitive part of your website and uh, people can sort of easily follow it. Absolutely. And, and what happens if I am sort of get stuck? Can I ring somebody or how, what happens there? There are tons of tools for you to get support and, yep. I, you know, there's also Facebook Help Centre, which yep. if you put a search term in, in the search bar there at I guarantee there's an answer about the most nuanced questions. Right. Um, I use it all the time myself because things change so fast. Uh, there are a ton of tools. I mentioned Mobile Studio before, which is really about how to create content um, on your mobile app. Yeah, so that's okay. So the Mobile Studio uh, mm. gives me recommendations of what apps I can use on my mobile that Facebook's already sort of been through and said these all work yep. and gives me choices. Mm-hmm. Does it just throw me straight to them or does it um, sort of give me a bit of a narrative about each you'll, one? You'll need to go to your um, app store to download right. them. But it's really just a curation of apps that, that we think are great for So you cr- okay, to know you've about. created apps, other people's apps, that other people's work apps. in relation to your platform. Mm-hmm. And Blueprint mm-hmm. is about, just do it again. Exactly. Because so Blueprint is where you go to equip yourself or yep. your or tell your teams to yep. go and equip themselves with knowledge about how to think about a presence on Facebook or Instagram and then right through to marketing and advertising and um, driving better success and scaling. So that's really your education home for marketing on Facebook and Instagram. What cool things because we're gonna have to we're gonna have to go to the break, but I, I wanna know what cool things are coming coming up with Facebook and or Instagram. Is there something we should be looking out for coming up that you can tell us? We wanna scoop. I think we've just launched uh shopping in uh Instagram, which yep. I think is pretty exciting. So yep. uh Instagram content is now shoppable. Shoppable tags. Yeah. Is that what we're talking about? Yep. Okay. I've got a note on that. So can you tell me how that works? I, it, it, it works exactly as it sounds. So we've had uh, this behaviour has been really organic um, for a long time where uh, people have worn clothing or uh, brands have put up lifestyle images that people want to shop and they have, you know, we've even had people walking into Country Road saying, how do I buy this? Yeah. 
uh, uh, right through to, you know, small businesses responding to their their followers saying, yep, go to this link, it's this product. And so now we've just kind of condensed that experience. So it's much easier for businesses to, uh, or for customers, I should say, to purchase the the items or products or clothing that they so it's, so it's on the Instagram. It'll be on the post and there's a little tag up the top exactly. right-hand corner. Yep. I don't yep. know what so it is. Actual... I can't see because I don't have my glass on. But it's what, what is it, a bag or something? What is it? What is the tag? What's it supposed to be? What's it look like? Oh, it just looks like a little pop-up tag. Pop. Yeah. And you you and you you hit on it and what and it takes you actually to the like it sort of like takes you to the website of the takes you to the page on the website for that item mm-hmm. of the vendor. Mm-hmm. It's not yours. Facebook or Instagram doesn't produce it, but it, it just sort of links you straight back. Exactly. And then you can actually look at size, price, availability, and can you exactly. order there? Yes. So if it t- if you're on the vendor's website, yep. you can order right away. So it's just straight. dropping down the steps to make yeah. it easier for for small businesses to make the make the sale. It means I don't have to like uh, take a quick photo of it and mm-hmm. uh, wait to the next time I go past Country Road and say, "Excuse mm-hmm. me, if you go to this, because it might be all sold." Yep. Um, it sort of gives me an opportunity to buy it, basically buy it online, but buy it there and then. Yeah. And and that's called shoppable tags. Uh, Instagram. Yeah. Shopping on Instagram. Shop. Yeah. Shopping. Yep. Shopping on Instagram. Yep. And. Uh, and that's a new initiative of Instagram. Is anything any more cool stuff coming up that you I guys think that groups are really interesting? Uh, so we, it's it's if you look at an, an example, another Gold Coast example, um, Evolve Skateboards developed a, a skateboard like an electronic skateboard technology, and they actually fostered a global community using groups. Um, and so this isn't about advertising. It really is about community around this passionate um, world of, you know, electric skateboarding fans. And so they've got this incredible network of Facebook groups um, that that are this passionate community and they now export all over the world. Um, I, I think the bulk of their, their sales from the Gold Coast are overseas. So I think this sense of community and passionate communities um, we've talked about values alignment. I think fostering that as a business is going to be really interesting. Yeah, so that's like that's sort of something that a new best practice that's starting to emerge mm-hmm. that Facebook have identified as something quite powerful. Mm-hmm. And I guess what happens when you see these things that are quite powerful, Facebook then starts saying, okay, how can we enhance these things? You start to apply your resources against these things and come up with something new to help them out. Sure. So you make them even bigger and better. Sure, yeah. So it... it in terms of Facebook and Instagram, mm-hmm. who's your biggest competitor? I mean, who would you say is your biggest competitor? Uh, I think... What's your... Like, it, well, I mean, it's, it's... If we think about, you know, what we're competing for, do you mean in the SMB space? Yeah, or? in SMB, I should say. Yeah. yeah. Look, I think, um, I think small businesses, depending on whether they're bricks and mortar or they're exporters, you know, they're still still investing in, you know, local marketing. And I think we play a part in that mix because we can kind of contain targeting to a to local area. So there's still the local paper and, you know, the, the poster at the pub. I think that still has a role to play. Um, people are really passionate about shopping local and supporting their local communities. And so I think we're just another piece in the mix there. Right. So because, you know, like people often say to me, oh, well, this is terrible. You know, Amazon's going to wipe my small business out because they're going to offer everything alternatives to what I offer or everything that I offer much cheaper and more convenient, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and they'll be able to sell to whatever it is that I'm selling to people who live in, um, 
some part of Victoria who don't have to travel to my shop to mm. get it. And I often think to myself, well, yeah, but by the way, if you can use some of the other international pl- global platforms like Facebook and Instagram, you can actually compete with Amazon. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and, and I don't think enough Australians, Australian small businesses understand that. So what is Facebook's way of getting your story out? I mean, like yeah. you guys have got a story too. Yeah, to sure. Tell. And I mean, right now everybody thinks you're big and you're evil and – you know, all that sort of bullshit, um, and which, by the way, happens. doesn't matter if you're big and successful mm. anywhere in the world in mm. anything, any undertaking, you're big and evil. Um, for me, I, I see organisations like yours there to be used by us, mm. and that's it. That's the end of the story. We want you to be profitable yeah. as far as I'm concerned. We want you to make as much money as to make you sustainable as possible so that you continue to put out good tools so that I can continue to compete. Mm-hmm. That's my way I look at it. And I think small businesses, generally speaking, do look at um, platforms the same way. But how do you get out – how are you going to – you're head of marketing there. How are you going to get out and tell the story about Facebook? It's a, it's a great question. It's something we're trying to do more and more because I think if we look at – I mentioned the report uh, that PwC prepared with us recently – 58% of small businesses in Australia have a Facebook page. So they've got an online presence that's free and that, you know – Reaches potentially sixteen million Aussies. That's that's important. It is free, and yeah. and I'm advertising where I pre, pre, previously this I mm-hmm. would not be able to advertise because mm-hmm. I couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what everyone forgets. Mm-hmm. It's free. Yep. Go on. So that's that's one thing. I think you know we we looked at last year and we looked at uh, the the additional business growth um, that was attributed to you know using the Facebook platform and platforms like ours. And we actually discovered that 120,000 people last year were employed as a result of that growth. 29% of those were in regional Australia. And the additional economic value that that generated was $16.8 billion. Wow. So the, the idea of technology and digital as an enabler for the smaller players is, is not to be discounted. Uh, and I mentioned groups before. If we look at communities, 80% of Australians are on a Facebook group or a member of a Facebook group. And we're seeing this trend of people actually meeting up in real life as a result of those passionate communities, whether it's sports or food or whatever. Uh, and I think in today's world, that's becoming more and more important is that connectedness to people in real life. And we're seeing this great trend of people meeting in these groups and then taking that out into the real world. Um, so there are, there are tons of stats I could I could rattle off. Um, the report's called Connecting Benefits. Uh, it's available? Find, yep. It's at connectingbenefits.com.au. And I think we're really proud of, of the way that we're helping small businesses and, and Australian communities thrive. I think the challenge on me is to, to make sure that we're making those tools and resources more widely um, not available, but to raise the awareness of those things like Blueprint. Um, we even have a cross-border insights finder. So for those companies who did want to think about international markets, we have an online tool for you to kind of scope out those What's markets. What's it called? Do you remember what it's called? Yep, it's called the Cross-Border Insights Finder. Cross-Border Insights Finder. Do yeah. you guys have an index somewhere of it says, look, if you're looking to do this, go to Cross-Border Insights. If you're looking to do this, go to Blueprint. Mm. If you're looking to is it? There's, uh, there are two good sites to visit. So one is Facebook for Business and the other is Instagram for Business and you'll find a treasure trove of 
case studies and links to all of the resources that that we've talked about, uh, as well as, you know, um, the latest kind of trends and insights that we're seeing in different markets, including Australia. Okay, we, you, we're going to go to the break, mm. but do you mind staying with me for the second half? Sure. Uh, I wasn't going to originally include you in the second half. You didn't think I was, but I got a surprise. Okay. Do you mind hanging around? Of course. Thanks very sure. much, Alexandra. <laughs> Well, we're back now from the break, and uh, and uh, to Alexandra's surprise, um, I've got Julie Mathers here, and Julie's from uh, Australia's largest online store for vegan and cruelty-free products, and it's called Flora and Fauna. And it so happens they know each other. And by the way, Alexandra, you and I, we were going to set up a little business, uh, eco-friendly business. Well, now we've got the there. real deal here. I see what you did there. <laughs> and it was a bit of a setup, but it was something I prepared earlier, but Welcome, Julie. Thank you so much. Absolute pleasure to be here, Matt. I'm not going to call you Judy. I'm going to call you Julie. Yes, don't. Yeah, not Judy. <laughs> no, Julie. So, Julie, quickly tell us yes. about Flora and Fauna for, for the listeners who for don't listeners. know what it is. Okay. Yep. So we are an eco-ethical retailer. We've been going for four years. We're based – well, we've just moved, actually. We were based out of Galston in the bush, New South Wales. We've just moved to Parramatta because we've got a – well, North Rocks, close enough – and um, we've got about 5,000 different products. So we sell all sorts of different brands. We've got about 237 brands. And our purpose mission is to help everyone make better choices. So um, something I'm really conscious of is, you know, you talk about things like natural products, eco-friendly products, ethical products. They can be seen as pretty expensive sometimes. And we want to shift that. So we can, if we really want to make change, which we do, We've got to make this accessible to everybody. What's the genesis of you really want to make change? And when you say we, others, I mean, t- tell me about yeah. like how did you all get together? How did it all work? Yeah, so um, so I came up with a concept, uh, yeah, about four and a half years ago now, and then we launched November the 8th, 2014, a day I will never forget. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I've always worked in retail and I've always worked for big retailers and I've always just been a little bit frustrated (laughs) because I've wanted to do my own thing. So I thought, well, I can either sit here and do nothing for the next 20 years and then look back and go, should have done something, or I can do something. And and a big passion for mine is is that businesses and retailers in that, and I think retailers have a big responsibility because they're consumer-facing, um, just aren't very responsible with their decision making, and that that includes where you source your products from, um, how you treat your team, how you pay your team, how authentic and transparent you are, uh, what your products are made of, all, all that sort of stuff. And I just thought, well, let's create a business that turns on its head and does all of that, and let's make that as as accessible as we can. And and so Flora and Fauna was was, was born. born. And then and but in terms of like I, I've looked at your um, Instagram and. Uh, you know, you sell all sorts of things. Um, but and and are they things that you source or you you, you make yourselves, or you you, you do it sort of you do attribution, sort of analysis of the individual or the organisations making these things? You sort of accredit them, so to speak. Right. So we we source and stock everything. So we don't do any drop shipping or any of that sort of stuff. We hold all stock. Do you carry the inventory? We carry the inventory. I'm a big believer is in. Your retailer, I'm a bit traditional from that perspective, mm-hmm. take the risk, but also massively focused on customer experience, which we were talking about before, and we need to get orders out quickly. 
And so tell me about the customer experience. So, yeah. so, so one of the ways you get around it is you actually stock it yourself. So you're not relying on the oh, manufacturer. Exactly. There's so many issues with drop shipping and yeah, yeah, yeah. blah, blah. Um, so, yeah, so we hold everything in our fabulous new warehouse in North Rocks. And when customers put an order through, uh, we've got a great team there that's just grown and grown and grown, all recruited via social, actually. And um, I can come back to that. And, um, and we get out orders the same or next day. So, and we offer op, op, offer options for shipping as well. So you can have standard shipping, you can have express shipping. We ship all over the world. And what we also do is all our orders are packed in um, eco-friendly packaging, but we also have a minimal packaging option. Which means? So what we did about, oh gosh, it had been about 18 months ago, something like that now. We put a tick box at checkout, which was uh, tick this if you want to have your product in a box, and that's it. You don't want any of the fancy tissue paper and samples and all that sort of stuff because we were finding that actually people who were shopping with us just wanted the product in the box because they care about the environment. So we went, okay, we've got to come up with an option on this, and we don't want a second guess on what a customer wants, so let's give them a choice. Anyway, an immediate uptake was 40% of customers went, yep, I want minimal packaging. So oh, about three or four months ago, we flipped it, and we just said, right, everything's minimal, and you've got to opt out. And now 99% of customers have minimal and very few opt out. But if you do want to opt out, you can. So if you're giving something as a gift and you want tissue paper and a little note and bits and pieces like that, we can we can do that. So, And we put a handwritten note on every, in every order as well. So, you, you do? Yes. Someone well, does. Not me, yeah, not someone me anymore. Does. My writing's horrific. I should never <laughs> write any notes. <laughs> but the team does. And, um, and we've written over 180,000 notes now since day one. And I always said on day one, we will never not, not do this. And, and how do you source your products? I mean, like so, yeah. so in, a, in an ethical way. Or how do you yeah. source ethical products in yeah. your way? So there's a few different ways around um, we go looking, sourcing, seeking out. Uh, you can get a lot of accreditations. Do people come to you, though? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we I get a lot, a lot of contact mm-hmm. with people coming to us. And, um, and it's interesting because that's grown so much as we've grown. And and in reality, you only need so many moisturisers in your collection. So we have to be uh, – we look for different innovative products that are making – that are, you, you kind of go, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Hmm. It's the sort of thing where you go, I didn't know I needed it, but now I've seen it, I absolutely need it. Hmm. Because we know that sort of stuff resonates with our customers and it, it kind of – you see the, the light bulb go on in people's heads in a way. By the way, I should tell everyone, because you can't see this, not necessarily, um, Julie's 55, but she looks about 28. <laughs> so obviously this all works. Yeah, yeah it all works. <laughs> I'm the worst. No, I just I'm use just whatever's joking. hanging around. She probably is actually 28, but anyway. Oh, so, I wish. Yeah, yeah, come on, you're looking. So, so how did you – and we're here to talk about um, – well, here to hear the insights from you yeah. and Alexandra, but how do organisations like yours – Use these platforms to a build your community, um, help uh, enhance your customer experience, etc., yep. and tell your story. So, what yeah. what were for you? So, first thing we did was set up a Facebook page, and and then I can remember announcing it to my friends and family and to our community of 
friends and family because that's the only people who signed up and liked the Facebook page that we had launched. And then, and that, yeah, I mean, that was four years ago and things have changed so much. And Facebook, Facebook has now got so many different options. But I just started creating ads and boosting posts. And I just started doing that and just playing around with it, actually. You know, and you'd put in $20 a day, that sort of, that sort of thing. Money that, when you're small, it's easy because the risk is so much less. You, this is before you had your product. Did you build the community first? or you? Or... Uh, yeah, we did a little bit because we went, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Yeah, 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 a yeah, bit yeah. of a teaser campaign. Yeah, yeah. Um, but actually, you know, sometimes you need a website and you need a product. People go, what is all this about? Like, just do it properly when you're actually ready to go. Mm. And um, and we just we, we, we just launched from there. And we, we did initially very much focus on Facebook, not so much Instagram. Um, but that was because it was four years ago and mm. times have changed. And from then on in, Facebook was really our primary driver. So we very much a business. We are we are very much a business that has grown on the back of being a Facebook and social community. Facebook baby. We're a Facebook baby. <laughs> we are. I love that. You like yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. And it's and it's and what's been brilliant is that we have talked about our story, and that's come naturally to us because I think we're so purpose driven, mm-hmm. and we we've and I and I think about this multiple times a day actually so we're constantly coming back to this because every decision we make we go does that fit with our ethics values and purpose and if it doesn't we don't do it and I'm a bit also quite driven by my gut too I've always been a real gut retailer so so I go with that a lot as well much to the annoyance of all the data folk. (laughs) Oh that's that that, and by the way that's an interesting point can we just talk about that for a second because yeah I mean I I, I guess um, one of the great things that comes out of platforms, digital today, is data. Yes. And the analytics around data, which can be never-ending and, uh, and give you a million quantitative, uh, historically quantitative outcomes and potentially future quantitative outcomes. But then you've got to uh, balance that up against um, your own judgment. Yeah. Which, by the way, is also probably based on quantitative and qualitative uh, outcomes anyway, but they're sort of unconscious evaluations. Yeah. Let's just look at the, the data stuff. Um, you're large enough as an organisation. Do does someone like you employ a data scientist? Um, I We don't, but it's in everybody's roles. So everybody has to understand the data. We actually do. So, in fact, I say we don't, but... Um, a head of operations, who's also my husband, actually is a data scientist. So it's kind of helpful. Um, so I can throw him many things. And and having that analytical capability is really important. And it's, and it's important throughout your business, whether you're replenishing stock, particularly when you get to our size and you're so focused on cash all the time, mm. you cannot overbuy. So make sure you get it right. And you I'm mean you, what you're saying is you, you should not overbuy. Yeah, you, you should not overbuy. You don't have too much of any one item, but you can't have not enough of the item either. Exactly. I mean, what you don't want to be doing is say, wow, we had amazing sales in December. Let's go and buy heaps of stock and then January dies, dies to death and you can't pay your bills. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, so, we re- so we look at this stuff all the time from a data perspective, both from just a let's function as a business, but also what marketing is working. And I'm at the point now 
just because I've been immersed in it for so long that I know which post, before I even put it up there, what will work and what won't. I know, oh, you know what, we got to put it up there to appease brands, basically. Well, it's funny, you know, when it comes to, and I'm sure Alexander's been through this in terms of branding. I mean, I'm just going back many years ago, but like I knew in terms of PR, um, we used to use newspapers like you would use digital today and we'd, we would go to the financial review and we would do a bit of research every month and we knew, and if we produce that research for the AFR, AFR are pretty because they're looking for the content and stories all the time, um, but we knew that in June you produced, you, you went and did research on the mortgage market about um, certain things in January or February you did research in January for February, which talked about people paying off their credit card because you knew every year. It was the same stuff every year. And uh, we knew we knew the cycles, yeah. what, what what people's intellectual cycles were, and we used it. Then I'm sure that's the same in relation same. to social. Absolutely. It's, it's just it, another medium. It's, it, it is, it's the Australian Financial Review, but it's in a different medium form. It's just a different absolutely. format. Absolutely. You've got – we know in both retail and our industry – there are sort of micro micro seasons almost throughout the year. And you kind of know when Christmas is about to really take off. You know, it's still a bit early at the moment. But we were looking at our numbers the other day, yeah, a couple of days ago. And right now, until the end of October, sales increased by a good sort of 20% every day. Um, and that's, it, it just starts to take off. And it's been, there's just trends that just match year on year. And um, and so you, you do a lot of forecasting with those. But then, I mean, the beauty of Facebook and Instagram um, and any digital medium, actually, is that you can see instantly what's working. Mm. And, um, and I've worked in other businesses where we have done a lot of uh, non-digital marketing and it's so difficult to, you know, when you're doing TV. And yeah, spray technique. It's, yeah. And, and, you know, marketing therefore gets quite a, um, a bad name for itself because they're just viewed as the, as the department that just spends money mm. because they can't actually prove if there's been any return on that. And, um, and if they get good inquiry, they usually blame the um, execution side. Oh, you can yeah. execute probably. We're really, really good inquiry, but the execution was terrible. Well, the yeah. product wasn't quite as good as we thought yeah. it would be. We didn't have availability, whatever, whatever and, it was. And, and I've been through those processes of, of sort of trying to mediate those arguments. But I think when it comes to the digital um, environments in terms of marketing digi digitally, you're, you get a much quicker response and you can make a, ch a change very quick. You can make a change really quickly yeah. and you can test. Yeah. And that's the other beauty. I mean, you can test with emails, with subject lines. You can test, um, you know, Facebook have split test marketing. Well, could, we, could you yep. explain with that, how that works? Yeah, yeah. So you can set up a, an ad and you could just like, maybe change the creative or change the copy. And so you've got two versions working. And then you can say really, you can see really quickly, okay, well, that version is delivering a much better result whatever you're looking to achieve than that one so let's switch all the budget to this or do, you, one. do you do you do you at um in flora and fauna do you actually at any stage say that version's working and a little bit of that one there is working as well how do how do i take a little that little bit of out of uh, version b and put into version a do you keep you, you upping keep, the ante yeah you absolutely you refine, you, refine 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 add 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 absolutely and just keep going through until yeah. you get to a point where you know, maybe it's optimum, maybe not, but yeah. you never maybe ever reach optimum. Do you do that? Yeah, absolutely. All the time. You you learn so much 
in terms of how you um, and you have to learn so much. You've got to change. You know, if I did what I was doing now, if I did what I did four years ago now, forget it. Yeah, forget it. It's uh, you know, you've got to start using video um, because I don't know the time frame, but maybe a year or two years, pretty much all ads will be video. Yeah. So just get on board the bus now, sort of. And can I jump in? Yeah, yeah, totally. And video doesn't, I think we need to reframe what yes. video means now because it used to mean a storyline that had a beginning and a middle and an end and, yeah. you know, cost a fortune to produce. And I mentioned there are, there are ways to produce from your mobile phone. But video just can mean a moving image. We know... Mm. that it performs way better if if businesses are, sh- are showing moving images or video um, than stills. Yeah. And so it's just a no-brainer. And, and it, it can- doesn't have to be perfectly polished. No, it doesn't. No. no. How do you approach production? Yeah. I must yeah, no, good, quick, no, ask <laughs> not, the question. Yeah. Like, not, not in a polished way, I yeah, can tell you that. Yeah. So we – and I think – I mean – it has to sing to your brand, whatever your brand is. So how we will approach things will be very different to how um, Gucci approached his life. Yeah. But we we use, I mean, a tool that we use quite a bit from your mobile studio is, um, oh, I think it's called VidLab. And that one, really easy. You can create a video in 30 seconds. Did you find VidLab in the uh, Facebook yeah, mobile studio yeah, yeah, that yeah, Alexander was talking about before? There I you did. Go. Perfect. There you go. Plug works. And, and <laughs> is VidLab a free um, yeah, app free. or a free, free, free app? app. Yeah, yep. most of the apps are free, and what, actually. Do you want to explain what it does? Uh, yeah, so does? what you can do with um, uh, with VidLab is you can uh, sort of upload several images, still images, and, and they can just be product shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, put like four or five in, and it just sort of creates a, a moving carousel with them. Like a loop. Just like a loop, yeah. Because yeah. I noticed that on, I was looking at what, that you had a handbag on on, what, yeah, on your... Yeah, um, Yeah, and I just see it just it loops through just different loops. colors and yeah. just yeah. continues and it loops back to the beginning and just yeah. keeps going. So, yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and it's just an easy way to get some movement and motion hmm. into videos. It's much more appealing. It's much, it is, and, it's, and that works really well on Facebook and Instagram. And then, I mean, the other thing that you can do is, and, ev- and everybody particularly those under the age of 30 will know this, uh, just boomerang videos and over. Oh, thank you. <laughs> What's a boomerang video? Because I don't know. <laughs> what is it? So this is something within Instagram. So if we flip to Instagram now, this is where, this is where you can be quite um, rough and ready, if you like, particularly with Instagram stories. Yep. Instagram stories are great because you can just do those on the fly. Mm-hmm. And a boomerang is something where you will take, uh, oh, say, a picture of a glass and it, it – it sort of just creates some funky motion in it for like three seconds. You could like pour water onto the table. Yeah, that's a better way to explain it. And it would it would be a video of that happening, and then it would reverse. Right. Yeah. Back and forth. Yeah. Right. It's 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 eye catching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. it's a yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you can do those just to sort of go, hey, look at this. The gimmicky. Look at this the gimmicky. Yeah, yeah, but but nonetheless, it grabs a bit of attention. Well, it's attention. it's um it's the native language. Mm. It's the native visual language. Yeah. Of, yeah. Of Instagram and, and you can create those within Instagram and then share them on Facebook yeah. or, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I think that's another key thing is talk the language of the environment that you're in. Yes. A- yes. And your, which I assume means it relates better to your audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And if you've got a product and you go, gosh, you know, this is a really boring product. What do I do with it? Mm-hmm. Great. Do a boomerang. Just make it look a bit 
fun. Yeah, funk mm. it up. Yeah, mm. just yeah, it yeah, up. yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's the cool. The other obvious thing is, um, you st- I still see people taking photos like this. <gasps> yes, <laughs> it's always this. Yeah, mm. people don't turn their phones. Mm. This it's way annoying to watch video or mm. look at things. So always shoot ratio one to one or nine sixteen mm. vertical mm. video. Yeah, and is that stuff? But where where do people find this stuff? At? I mean, they just heard it now. But I mean, yeah. Where, yeah, yeah <laughs> no, but where where else can they find these tips and tricks out? Look, that that kind of those kinds of tips would be on Facebook for business right. and Instagram for business right. for sure. Right. Um, but even when you're taking like a family photo, I'm like, turn the photo. Yeah. 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 yeah because yeah. um, that's the way that people are consuming content on mobile now. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And, and yeah. now <laughs> this is a, this is like a, this is like a big tutorial. And uh, and and and. T- I want to ask you if flora and fauna, um, I mean, I know what it means in a traditional sense, but how does that express your values? Yeah. So we, we, um, so actually a few people think we're a flower shop. Yeah, totally. Because it it sort of sounds, well, sounds like, yeah, some sort of exercise I learned at school, flora and fauna, you know. We actually had a guy turn up for an interview and he said, I, I'm really excited about working in your flower shop. I went, we, we just oh, said, yeah, don't bother. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you should have read the website before yeah, you came yeah. here. <laughs> like, we, we do require a little bit of research. Um, so we do it via, we're at the point now, uh, I think when we first started, we said Flora and Fauna, the natural boutique. We've right. completely lost that because actually now it's just Flora and Fauna. And our community now knows who we are. And it's, and it's quite cool. I had um, two two moments last week, one in Sydney Airport and one in Adelaide, Um market where two people came up to me and went um because i always wear flora and fauna gear and uh, in sydney airport she went oh do you work at flora and fauna and i and i had a bit of a, a fan moment i went oh i do i do i said it's actually my business and since so she said oh i love what you do and then um how did you know you work there because my jumper right because i always wear a flora and fauna hoodie right just <laughs> this is my clothes, my my wardrobe, mm-hmm. and then in the Adelaide Market, um, someone came up to me and said, "Are you opening a store here?" And um, and it's those two moments you go, "This is brilliant," because for me, our brand recognition is getting out there, mm-hmm. and 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 I just had a, a a really awesome moment inside. So so we do it. So when we talk about flora and fauna, we really talk about our purpose and our missions, mission and our values, and that's what we do a huge amount of on on Facebook. And and our, our ethics and, and and all of all of that sort of stuff. So can I ask you a question? Because yeah. I had the Nimble twins in here the other day, and um, the girls from Nimble, and uh, they they're largely um, online, but they actually do open up a store. They do have a store in Sydney, and I think they've got one in Melbourne. Which I can't remember exactly now, but I know they've got one in Bondi. Yeah. And uh, do you guys actually have a store as well? Wow! Well, here's wow. something exciting. Whoa. Here's some new news. So um, when we moved to warehouse. What we did when we bought, we, we basically, we didn't buy, we, we've just rented this enormous space and we've built a huge uh, shop at the, flo- at the front. And what we've done, so, so that's going to be opening up in about two to four weeks. Oh, wow. Basically, before Christmas. In time cool. for Christmas. Mm. For Christmas. Because we have so many people contacting us and in our op- old place, people would turn mm. up to Click and Collect, Galston, little nowhere, and then they'd say, can I come and have a look around your warehouse? And it's like, well, yeah, okay. Mm. Okay, yeah. <laughs> probably need to wear high vis. Um, and we just went, okay, we've got to let's create an environment. And what I'm, I'm so I'm really excited about it mm. because we can create an experience store. I don't want it to just be a shop. Mm. I want it to be somewhere where you can come and learn, 
educate yourself. Mm. We're there to help you. We've put a huge glass wall on the back wall so you can stare straight into the warehouse. So there's no, you know what's going on. Mm. And you can, you, we are completely transparent about. Is it like a, Is it going to be like a, a like a whole bunch of kiosks for the vendors? Like where a vendor might be staying there, it's a bit like going to one of those. Oh, like uh, you know, like DJs or something. Well, no, well, no, the kiosk, the vendor standing there and showing you how they make their handbag. Or so we're gonna. I want to have um, events, sort of specific nights, which might be come and meet the maker of uh, Treat Dreams Chocolate, Sydney based brand. And, you know, she can talk through her chocolate, do tastings, do samples, all that sort of stuff. It, it, it could be, yeah, meet the maker of the handbags or the clothing range, and they can talk through the supply chain from start to end. Um, so there's, there's going to be events like that and just education sessions as well as being a shop. And no doubt you'll, you'll uh, promote that through online. Well, it's a crazy thing about is, like here's online it, replacing sh- stores, and now there's stores opening up and getting promoted through yeah, online. It's sort yeah. of like a total mm-hmm. three sixty. Three sixty. I'm a massive believer in stores, and and because I started in stores, I see the power of stores. Mm. And this was my first job was working at John Lewis in the UK department oh, store. Wow. Oh, I love them. I still think they're the best retailer ever. And um, and what was great about that is we would have sales twice a year, just twice a year. Uh, Christmas and, and summer, mm. and people would queue and queue and queue, and they would. And I remember working in menswear once, and someone ran in because we were next to the electrical department, and and people would sit on the washing machines to claim them. Wow! It, it was scary. It was terrifying, <laughs> but it was that buzz that I've has always stuck with me, mm. and that buzz that I've always wanted to create. In, in our business. Well, people actually want to – I actually think people want to oh, – sorry. I actually people wanna, think people want to come and have a look at how it all operates because – like yeah. um, w- one of the episodes of The Mentor I did uh, this year, um, um, we did a, um, a store which made um, – it's called uh, pastry – bread and pastry products which were gluten-free, et cetera, mm-hmm. and, and they are also made for diabetics. And they – what's – they found is people are actually fascinated to come and see how they make it, the, yeah. particularly people who consume this stuff. And it's low carb, low, low GI, low everything, and because it's, it's meant to be suited for a diabetic, but also for someone who's gluten intolerant or, or, mm. or, or celiac for that matter. And people who – and there's a lot of people that don't have those things, but they actually still want to eat this way. Yeah. But people – so what I did was I converted their factory into a, a shop front and then they, they kept the factory at the back. And they had an amazing amount of um, people who want to buy their product, want to come and see it and how it's made. Yeah. And yeah. I think people get fascinated with um, the process. Yeah. And are not – like, for example, if it was an eco-friendly store um, and, and um, ethically based, yeah. I would be really interested in coming out, probably not to Galston, but certainly to uh, <laughs> North, North Rocks, Rocks um, uh, p- perhaps to come out and see – if you said, oh, look, the people are making handbags or whatever it is I might be interested in are here demonstrating their yeah. process mm, or yeah. talking about their process, I would have a look. Yeah. yeah. I, no, I think that's great. That yeah. customer experience. So that can be delivered in so many different ways. But if, if, a con- if someone's connection to your business is about your mission, which is about doing the right thing, yes. then that is exactly what you want to do is – is go and see what that actually means and hear Absolutely. about the process yeah. behind yeah. the products that you're making yeah. a decision to invest in. Then each one of those individuals will share that on their social. So Absolutely. then it just it just becomes mad. It it's it's so cool. Like it and the power of digital and social is um I just I mean I, I shake my head as to 
how powerful it is, mm. but you've got to get the story out, listener. You've got to tell the story and you've got to get fine ways of telling the story, making it interesting. Yeah. You Either using all the tools that Facebook and Instagram provide, um, but you still got to get that content right. 100%. And you've got to learn how to do that. And, yeah. and like mm-hmm. you can go to the places you're talking about and Instagram business and Facebook business. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I mean, those places – You've got to, and you've got to listen to people like Julie here to find out how to tell your story. Mm. And it's got to be a story. It's got to be interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's got to mean something. It, you know, one of the things for me that I, I, I was, when anyone asked me, okay, have you got any advice for me? I'm starting business. Who are you? What's your purpose? What makes you different to Bob and Sue mm-hmm. down the road? Mm-hmm. And if people can't do that, I just go, go back, go back to the drawing board. Don't start, just don't start a website and sell things cheap because mm. you're done. You, you, there's not a lot of life in that. Mm. You've got to find your reason for being. Your purpose. Absolutely. You've got to know your purpose. And I was looking at a few websites last night, and, and I know people do this. They want to know who's behind it. So the other thing is is, is that businesses will go, um, we do this and we do this. But you go, but who are you? Mm. Who, who mm. is it that's behind this? And people are now becoming so much more demanding to go, but I, I want to see a face. So we've, we, put, we have our team on the website. Mm. We put buy it. Well, the ones who want to go on. So also, you've got to be conscious with privacy and not everybody wants their profile out there. But for the people who want to go on, we say, great, you can go on the website. We'll write a little profile about you. And we put our team on Instagram and Facebook as mm. well. Get your team, get people out there and well, show Particularly you if you're that. doing something like what you're doing that's ethical. Um, you've got to, people, you've got to, got to stand up. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can't say I'm ethical and ego-friendly, et cetera, and without hide. being pre- – yeah, you've got to stand up and yeah. you've got to be fairly strident about it. Yeah. Because it's a it's a, it's a, a serious call. That's it. And it's yeah. it might have some fun, you know, discussion, et cetera, that you might be able to do it in a fun way, but it is a serious call. Yeah. And that's your community. Absolutely. They believe it. Absolutely. They're serious about it. Really serious. And, and you know, we, so we do quite a few expos and events. I love them. I love them because I love getting in front of customers. We were in Melbourne this weekend for one. And a lady came up to me and um, we were talking about a product and she went, uh, you know, she goes, I've never heard of this brand, but because you've got it, I know it'll be good because I trust what you bring in. And, you, and I was talking to the team about that and I just said, we have a responsibility. We can never let our customers down. Mm. Like mm-hmm. we take every decision we make seriously mm-hmm. down to paper we stock. Um, you know, we were talking, we, we have our own brand as well that we've developed and the packaging that's on that, you know, mm. instead of having uh, like a little plastic Kimball thing to attach the tag to, no, 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 it's got to be, it's got to be. Cotton or mm-hmm. down to the something. detail. Down, people people know the detail too. Well, at least I do. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. doing a survey one here. That's mm. pretty bad. But um, but people do. I do think people, generally speaking, do notice the detail. Absolutely. And and uh, and, and, and if they notice it, they're going to tell people on Facebook mm. about it. And it's very. Well, that, that's how you end up describing the, the 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 experience. And you wouldn't believe it. The little thing had a little instead of having plastic on, it had a little like uh, cotton thing around the edge. Yeah. That's that sounds weird, but people just mm-hmm. make. I make descriptions like that. Like that's, that's how it. I describe things because I'm yeah. trying to think of what's different. Yes, and I describe things in in a different sense. Yeah. Now, this has been like fascinating. When I like you know like uh, like all things, I could talk to you guys for hours. <laughs> it's been fantastic. I really love this. It's been one great to talk to you, Alexandra, as the, like the head of marketing of the biggest platforms in the country, Facebook and Instagram, in terms of digital. 
and then it's been fantastic to talk about you, Julie, to about your business, which is enormously successful. But you've been using these platforms, mm-hmm. and um, you know, to, and I feel quite privileged to have the opportunity to talk to guys like you. You've been Thank fantastic. You. Thank you for really having fantastic. us. Really fantastic. I appreciate it. to hear your story. It's, oh, um, yeah, you. it's, it's incredible. Likewise, Thank it's you. yeah, couldn't do it without you. <laughs> That's probably the case too. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't. And she, and by the way. Facebook won't be Facebook and or Instagram won't be Instagram without good six stories like you Absolutely. either. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's the way it works. That's your community. Yeah. That's your Watch ecosystem. It. Exactly. Good girl. Thank Thanks, you. guys. Thank I love it. Thanks, Mark. Thanks.